Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So looking forward to today's Q&A. It's going to be a brilliant one, I know. Um, we've got somebody who's a total expert in her field on to discuss this subject. Uh, she's just told us off the recording that her latest book, uh, Fitter, Karma, Stronger, has knocked a Venus off the top spot. So we definitely know that we're speaking uh, to somebody who really knows her stuff today. Best-selling author, PT, speaker, menopause advocate, founder of Owning Your Menopause. Please welcome to the podcast, Kate Roham. Yay! Yay! <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here and talk to you both so thank you very very much for having me wow that do you know what that is an absolute accolade isn't it having a number one book yeah it is and also the really exciting thing about it is it it's not only I mean obviously this is subject to change uh number one in menopause it also brilliantly is number one in powerlifting and bodybuilding yeah which I really really like because I try to bring as like the strength training element to menopause Mm. and so to sort of be up there with the the powerlifting bodybuilding kind of you know menopause has its space in that world um, is really exciting as well. Do you know what I think? I think a lot of people hear the word menopause historically and think, you know, there might be, you know, women listening in their sort of early to mid thirties here thinking, well, why would I need to listen to that podcast? Because this only happens to 55 year old women who, you know, are wearing a blouse and are sweating in a corner. And, you know, we don't talk about that subject. So why would I need to tune into this podcast? But it's happening, either it's happening earlier and earlier, or we're just becoming more and more aware of the symptoms of perimenopause. Can we just have a quick discussion around that before we get into the Q&A today? Yeah, totally. I think that's kind of like a two-pronged thing there. I think definitely there's more conversations about it, whether it's happening earlier and earlier you know that probably remains to be seen but I think the problem is is that we are living for longer so whereas before kind of like a hundred years ago women wouldn't have this like long time in menopause um it wasn't really a thing so their symptoms weren't really noted you know we just sort of died that sounds really grim um but whereas now we're living you know much longer sort of healthier hopefully fuller lives so we have awareness of the symptoms I think in terms of age as well, like it's a really important thing to touch on. Um, I know Zoe, you know, for you, it it Mm. came early. And Mm. also, funny enough, I was 41 when I started to get symptoms. But 
everybody said you're just too young you're too young yeah and even when I sort of flagged it with the GP you know they didn't mention it it was a classic case of it's probably depression um Mm. so I I think that 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 is the thing is that perhaps people are talking about it more and symptoms can start as early as 35 if you know Mm. if if we think about it I mean I had my third child at 40 and I was called a geriatric mother yeah Um, I'll never I'll never sort of forget that but that's a clear indication that probably around about 35 our bodies are beginning to change and these hormonal shifts are happening so it would make sense for the symptoms to kind of start to show so I think to any woman watching like even people from 25 30 like if I could go back to then and and have these conversations I would feel so much better about it but just to start tracking everything you know make sure make sure you get to know your own body yeah Mm. I mean I find it really interesting I mean I'm not I'm not quite there yet you know from chatting to Zoe and knowing Zoe for all these years now I feel like I am in so like a much better place but when the time comes that and also to support my friends as well that's the other thing you know we're all gonna it's not like you know, when you're at school and you go through things at a similar time, there's probably going to be a 20 year period where your friends are going through it at a different point. Mm. So mm. I think it's really important to listen to these chats because, yeah, you might be able to help a friend or when the time comes for you that you know what's going on. And like you say, then you actually get help and just don't think that you're going mad. Or also identifying a symptom that you didn't necessarily think was related to being, you know, perimenopausal. You might, like Kate said, you might go to the doctor because of X, Y, and Z and they might say to you, well, actually, have you thought that, you know, that Mm. it might be a hormonal imbalance in your body and then it can open up, you know, a a doorway to help that you might not have got. That's why it's really important. Whatever your age, listening to this podcast today, um, you know, listen, because it's it's going to be an interesting one. Should we get into the questions? Because we've had loads, haven't we? And I know we're- Let's do it. Where should we start? Should we start with our favorite question? Because we've already said that this is a really good place you know really important question to cover how to look after your relationship when you go through the menopause that's a loaded question um <laughs> i'm listening intently oh uh, um i mean i don't you know i think every marriage has its stresses and its strains at different life stages you know and I, I think um people listening will have gone through or potentially gone through you know pregnancy and birth and i it, it's it's you know what weirdly it is a very similar life stage on a relationship and that's why it's so important to talk about it because I think and I don't know about you guys but certainly when I had my kids I lost my identity and I certainly lost myself yeah um and I think that's what happens again in menopause you kind of so you you know you have your children you go through that and then just as you're sort of going oh yeah okay it's something from somewhere might hit you and just totally take you back again um and so I think you do lose your identity and you know your husband thinks wow she's back and then suddenly you know you, you may be gone again um, and it really did have a, it had a really significant impact on my relationship with my husband and my kids. You know, I've got um, teenagers, so um, I was shouting at them all the time. I yeah. was actually terrified at how angry I was with them a lot of the time. I, mm. I was scared that I had that rage that I'd never had before. Mm. Um, and so I think talk, trying to talk, I think once I realised that it was menopause and it was nothing to be ashamed of, I was able to talk to my husband, but I was really fearful when I got that diagnosis because if you would Google images, you know, we're talking six years ago of, of menopause, it wasn't it wasn't celebratory like it is beginning to be now, and it, and and everyone was so fearful of it. And I think this is where we need to drive is that positivity around it. But I was so worried about going to my husband, going, "Hi, I'm now menopausal," and him, you know, perhaps swapping me out for a younger model because the connotations of menopause are that that's it, you're kind of over the hill and you're gone. 
Um, and actually, I just sort of said to him, this explains why I've been an absolute cow to probably live with for quite some time. Um, yeah. And uh, just sort of could we just sort of sit with it, maybe like this could be 10 years, but there's going to be so much more after that time. So I, I think it's just having those honest, open conversations with with your husband and and with your kids and, and if he doesn't want to stick around for 10 years then it's I guess it's sadly not maybe meant to be after those 10 years but yeah giving them the option yeah and also I think you know like you said Kate trying to have those conversations with your partner and it because it impacts them it impacts you of course it does but I think when they think the door is closed to that chat it feels very bewildering for you and very bewildering for them as well. Like we often have conversations about libido, for example, that there are definitely certain times throughout the month now or year where I feel that it drops drops off a cliff. You know, we may get we may get get that really beautiful spark back, but then suddenly I just feel like it's been completely stripped away from me. And that's really scary. So when I sit down with Doza now and say, you know, yes, you're not getting sex as much as you want to, but imagine treat please try and put yourself in my position where I feel like I never want to have sex ever again right this moment that's really scary for me mm. I was going to say that's really important so I think also they can be quite spoiled and I don't mean that in any disrespect but I think as well you have that time in your life where it's just for some people you and them and then all these things these life things and then as kids are leaving the nest they're like oh I'm going to get her back and we're going to have that time and sex is going to be amazing and it's all going to be great and you're right I think they feel uh they can feel very neglected and um you know, I think I have one conversation where he's like, I'm sort of not even on your list of priorities. Yes. And I, and I was like, but babe, I'm not even on my list of priorities. Yeah. So it's really hard to therefore kind of bring you into that. So, but I love you, you know, so it was, you may not feel like I do, but I love you. And I want us to get through this, you know, by, by having that honesty, you know, you can actually save yourself a lot of anxiety and heartache. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't Brilliant. it? God, it's such a yeah. minefield. Yeah. Mum started menopause at 42. Will I? I'm 41 and I've had two babies via IVF. So again, I'm not medical. And I know I, I sort of said this before that obviously any uh, medical things I, I, I say could could well be wrong. But I, I have been told that um, your mother's menopause doesn't necessarily impact yours. However, I do know that there are women who have gone through IVF who then perhaps have had an earlier menopause because obviously their hormones have had to be adjusted and played around with. But again, I think very much with all of these things, with menopause, with um, with all of that sort of stuff, it's not a one size fits yeah. all. I think every case is individual. Yeah. Mm. And also I'll just jump on the back of that, that really it is about your symptoms. So rather than looking, yes, maybe there is a direct link. There definitely was between my granny, my mum, my sister and myself like that. You just have to look at the family history there and it, do it did fit in. But it was more, and the doctor said to me, it's more about how you're feeling day to day that 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 that's something that you can't run away from so if you are experiencing one or more of the symptoms and then, then you need to go and seek professional help rather than sitting in the dark thinking well I'm 41 is it going to be next year is it going to be the year after just how how do you feel is really important mm. yeah yeah someone here has put would it be possible to ask your audience what age they hit perimenopause at I'm I've just started HRT at 42 and I'm asking as I don't know anyone at my age on it and would, would be nice to know if there are others. So obviously we're not asking our audience, but I think just between the three of us here, you know, so you you went into perimenopause what, at what age? 37. 37, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. what Do we know what the average kind of age is? I mean, uh, perimenopause, the average age of, of, of menopause, sorry, is 51. It's only one day 
as well. So it's the one day after you haven't had a period for a year. But menopause can last anywhere between, I mean, like seven to 14 years. Mm. Um, and I think that, that, that that's the key. I mean, I was definitely experiencing symptoms from around about the age of 40. Uh, I went on HRT at, yeah, it would have been about 40, probably 41, 42. And actually, an, an interesting thing around that, and again, so going back to your point of like basing it on symptoms and things like that is really important because there are, mm. you know, the silent, there's a silent side, um, which I know, um, you know, you, you're brilliant. You go to the gym and you do all the workouts and that stuff is obviously your bone health is really important. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have a DEXA scan and I have osteopenia in both my hips and my do spine. You? Wow. So for me, I are, uh, you know, the, the research behind taking HRT is that they can provide preventative benefits for osteoporosis mm. and uh, protective benefits for our bones. Um, is that I, I will, I wanted to take it kind of imminently to, to offer my body that protection. So I think if you are young and you have either had that diagnosis, don't be afraid to do what your GP prescribes, not just for the symptoms that are physiological, but for those silent symptoms, you know, like for your heart health, but, but in particular for your bone health. Can That's we really just recap Kate. like some of the symptoms? So like both the physical symptoms, but also the silent symptoms, like you've just mentioned for those who, who don't know. Yeah, I mean, there, there are there are so many. Um, I think that the, obviously the physiological ones would be, you know, your hot flushes, um, your night sweats, um, uh, rage, joint ba- aches and pains. It's the things that you can kind of feel. You know, but then there are the ones that obviously you can't see or you might put them down to other things. So like actually my one of my worst ones was I mean, it was anxiety, oh, I was I terrible panic attacks. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, they were crippling and breathlessness. Like I couldn't breathe. Every time I mm. talked, I was like, mm. um, so I think that those are the ones dry eyes, itchy, itchy, dry eyes, brain fog, brain fog um dry mouth a funny taste in your mouth like there are some really you know weird ones and then again coming back to kind of intimacy and relationships you know loss of libido um you know dryness in your in your vagina like it's it's sex becomes painful Mm. I have women that are unable to actually even um sometimes bring themselves to exercise because it's so painful um you know, so I think it, it's 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 removing the stigma around some of the symptoms that we don't necessarily talk about um, so that people can go and go to their GPs and, and get a diagnosis. It's such a funny and maybe historically like shameful thing to talk about the symptoms to like sit there in front of your partner and there's probably parts of you that think I don't really want to tell my partner that I've got vaginal dryness I don't really want to sit down there and say we can't have sex now unless we unless we use lube or you know I don't even want to have sex you know like all of those awkward conversations that you might have shied away from when you were younger because we're taught that we can't have that brutally honest conversation with the person that we're intimate with like get rid of all of that and just try if you can and park it all because half of the population will be going through this. Yeah, exactly. At, you know, a certain point mm. in their life, we're all in the same boat together. And actually our partners have that responsibility to be able to hold that space and be able to go on the journey with us. I feel very strongly about that because it's just, otherwise you're just suffering on your own. Well, yeah, exactly. You? Exactly. And it makes the suffering worse. Like with anything, yeah. if there's shame around it, it makes it 10 times worse. Yeah. And also like if you're having these conversations with kids in the house, you know, with your boys and your girls, then hopefully they can be you know have that same respect for their partners when they grow up but I do think I do think that that next generation they are lucky these conversations are happening and like you know I see my daughter kind of there's no shame around her having her period she's it's literally like we all know about it everything's there whereas I you know I still remember 
going, you know, go, has anyone got tampons? Has anyone yeah. got tampons? Oh like, my God, I still, <laughs> I still do that. If I go, you know, like if I'm in a restaurant or even if I was just like at a friend's house, right? Tuck it up your sleeve. I would tuck it up my sleeve. It's so mm. weird. It's just like ingrained in us that you just, you just do it. Whereas like you wouldn't do that if you had a packet of tissues. You'd just get a packet of tissues out of your bag, wouldn't you? Anyway, God forbid it fell out on the ground mark. in front of people. Yeah, you'd be mortified. Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? I, I don't really know why. If I'm changing my patches and the kids obviously just come in and out of the bathroom, my son's like, oh, look, you've got your HYT patch on. And I go, oh, kid, that's really close. And he goes, can I help stick it on your bum? And he's like, it's like it's a really lovely kind of, you know, there's no kind of, oh, get out, must shut the door. It's just, it's just, it's just part of what them. mommy has to do now. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. HYT. Um, is there a best peak time of the day to exercise, e.g. before lunch or after eating? in the evening i love that question yeah um no at any time you can move is a good time to move you know i think um we do have that there's so there's so much misinformation around lots of things obviously with this amazing accessibility that we have to social media that i think people do get confused the best thing you can do for your body as you as you go through menopause is is to move it in a way that feels good as well so yes you know people bang on about strength training that is really kind of fundamental but if you don't Mm. enjoy it like don't force yourself. Um, if you can't get up, if you're not a morning person, like we're up, we're exercising pretty much every day at six thirty because that is the time of day that works. But it might not work for people who work shifts. It doesn't work for everybody. So, um, you know, or, or or a mom, a single mom who has to get up and get all her kids ready for school. There's no time. So it, there is no specific time that is good. Just work out whenever you can, and even if you can only find ten minutes, use it you know 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes if you can find good a good structured workout to do in that time you can make real progress it's better yeah better than nothing um exactly there's a question here which is more around dieting and I guess that's another concern as you know women hit menopause that they're going to put on weight and so it might be a time where you start looking for like different diets to go on so someone here has said is fasting or lower calorie days like in brackets 500 calories advisable I mean they're both the same thing really so so kind of any diet whether it's keto juicing intermittent fasting they're all essentially doing the same thing which is reducing the number of calories you're having in a day um, I'm not a, I'm not a qualified nutritionist, but what I would say is that when your body is going through menopause, it's it's there's a lot of stress that it's going under, and so sometimes by making further stress on it by cutting out large food groups can actually do more harm than good. And a lot of women find that the reason they're putting on weight is because actually they are stressing their body, their cortisol levels rise. Yeah. They then then tend to send more vis- uh, you know have more visceral fat around their middle. Um, in answer to that question, there, there there are some amazing people that talk about, um, you know, fasting that are out there. I mean, Mindy Peltz is a really lovely one. And I think what I like about her, is she does it for menopausal women. And she also does it around cycles. And there's a really good science behind it. I think we have to be careful about where we go about just sort of, you know, other ways that might be out there and fasting and monitoring and things like this. I mean, we've got so much on our plates anyway. But I think the best thing you can do in terms of your diet is to look at having three full plates of wholesome food with all the bits you need fiber um, protein is an absolute must low carbs um, not low fat but like good carbs you know so quinoa like whole grains thinking about things like that lots of lovely leafy greens um, and kind of doing it um, you know doing it that way three as I say three lovely meals and in that terms of that intermittent fasting like 
you can do it in a nice way whereby you have your last meal maybe at like seven o'clock at night and then have breakfast at kind of like nine o'clock ten o'clock and then that's sort of a nice natural fast because there is science behind letting your digestive system rest that sort of rest and digest but I think the most important thing is for people to move their bodies because it feels good and like the whole, everything else yeah. falls into place yeah. yeah. Do you know what? The whole fasting thing is such a minefield because for ages it was a thing like fast, fast. It's so good. It's so good. This person's lost loads of weight. It's amazing. And then it comes out that all the research was done on men. And obviously that's even more like sort of dangerous, I guess, when menopause or hormonal changes come into play. Um, and I just think it's it's so hard when... I don't, I don't know. There's like no rule book, is there? I guess it's just difficult to know what's yeah. right. Difficult to navigate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Lots of people saying lots of different things. Mm. That's why I've got the or- that's why I've got the oracle on. Exactly. Is it true that you can only exercise during pregnancy if you exercised pre-pregnancy? I I I really like that question because oh my lord, no. Um, you know, I, mm. I think that you need to be mindful if you haven't exercised in your pregnancy, suddenly taking yourself to exercise afterwards, because obviously your body's gone through, again, massive hormonal changes um, or, or whichever way around that is, vice versa. Um, but no, absolutely. And it's the best thing, you know, the, the endorphins and that boost and all of the things that exercise gives you, you know, that transfers into your baby and it helps with the blood flow and it helps, um, you know, keep everything going. And especially for your mind, Uh, funny enough, I definitely with my first pregnancy was off that, the the sort of don't exercise brigade maybe in pregnancy. Um, And I really regret that because I now see all these amazingly gorgeous women, Mm -hmm. you know, pregnant and working out. And I think what privilege that is for them to be able to move and Mm -hmm. um, just how lovely is that actually after you've had your baby, you can come back to movement quite quickly. Like I had three, I had three cesareans, so I had to be mindful, but I think it took me a lot longer to get any kind of fitness going a, because I'd been probably more sedentary in all my, all my pregnancies because I thought I had to. Um, and so then it just took longer to to get back. So I think, you know, there there aren't any life stages really or no reasons for nobody to be able to move. You know, we all have the, the privilege of uh, most of us have a privilege to be able to move and, and we should any any life stage. I love that. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Would you recommend getting bloods done again after a perimenopausal diagnosis and HRT? It's been six months and I just don't feel like anything has changed. I've got the gel and progesterone tablets. Yeah, so absolutely, please go to your GP. You should have uh, blood tests uh, really, I think it's every three months. Again, not medical for the first year. Um, and then after that, that you can have a have a longer gap. And equally, if you don't feel right or something doesn't feel great, call your GP and say you want your, you know, you want to have your bloods tested. It's really, really important mm. to keep on top of. Mm. Yeah, definitely get your bloods done. But also, don't just have one. I had three blood tests to kind of confirm. Ever, I mean, I already knew anyway, but they did three blood tests because obviously your hormones are going to be doing different things at different times of the month. So it's good to get a, an overall look. One blood test sometimes doesn't do the, doesn't do the job. Um, how to get started with uh, uh, with at home weight workouts? Now I love this because I regularly train in the garden shed, and I've just got a few things that I got off Amazon. But I really enjoy doing a bit of weight training at home if I haven't got time to get to the gym. Yeah, um, join my app. No, um, <laughs> what's your app? So, I'll send you the login. Um, so it's surprise, surprise. It's called Owning Your Menopause. Um, so no, so uh, there, there, I do have an app. It has a beginner's course, a four-week beginner's course to lifting. So you can work out from home. And I think that that's a really good place for people to start. What I would say is start slowly. And perhaps if you're able, like for one or two sessions to go to a gym, just to work out, you know, form and make sure you're doing things correctly can be really valuable because, again, we are more susceptible possibly to getting um, a few little niggles and injuries. And if we haven't got our core properly engaged or, you know, we're slightly slumping at our shoulders, we are going to, yeah, as I say, get get a little, a, a few more aches. Um, so start slowly. Again, don't think that, you know, you've got to go in there and just start lifting heavy weights gradually, gradually. Um, but as you all know, like there's a, there's all, again, there's this case for kind of lifting heavy weights and low reps and lots of um, reps and low weights. Like, you know, there is a, a good combination of the two. One builds muscle endurance. That's the low weights and high reps. One will build overall muscle mass and strength, which is what we really want to be going for in menopause. And that's like the heavier weights and the lower reps. So, you know, kind of getting that advice and guidance um, is really important. But the, I think the most important thing is to not be afraid um, mm. and just just to start. And like I used to hate lifting weights um, and just used to love running and running and running. And it just didn't didn't serve a purpose anymore. And now literally that is my moment of self-care is lifting weights because it's sort of the only space I ever get. And yeah. so when I'm sort of there in a room or like you say, so in your garden shed, I I just feel like my body is amazing and strong and it has given me like the total confidence to I guess to do what I'm doing now like for me weight training has been life-changing agreed and me and George love it too and also George yeah. I don't know if you think this but you can set yourself little targets with weight training and you can move on quite quite quickly yeah. you know your strength actually builds up quite fast if you kind of knuckle down and, and, and don't see it as a scary thing like I love being able to lift something a certain day and then you know maybe three or four weeks later I can lift heavier move weight on, and a heavier exactly. weight and or I can do more you know it's it, you, you you're you're pretty accountable quite quickly to it which yeah. I really love which I really like and also I feel like you're when you're strength training it's almost like like 
a life skill as well because if you're stronger yeah. in day-to-day life I just think it helps you as well yeah. um actually someone you've probably you've touched on it but someone here has said how do you change your exercise for peri and menopause I'm not there yet but having some hormone changes I, I, I mean do you know what nothing really needs to change and actually it's a it's a question that I'm asked actually quite a lot when people try and just sort of what qualifies me to be talking about menopause and fitness what's different what needs to be done fundamentally we all need to be lifting weights regardless of our age we touched on it earlier in the podcast um you know our bone density reaches its peak at 30 our muscle mass starts um you know declining at the rate of three to five percent after the age of 35 so we kind of really mm. need to be lifting weights from a young age up to whenever there's no infinite time to stop so um have you seen that amazing lady train with joan yeah oh yeah no she's incredible oh God, are you joking she's amazing no. she came on hot breakfast <gasps> gonna look her up she's extraordinary she's like she was on the front cover of women's health magazine was it recently yeah. i mean she's a legend oh my God. like be more joan and she's like 75 and she's just totally yeah uh, totally smashing so that no so you you do the same what i would say and that's kind of where all of this like owning your menopause or the whole thing comes into it is it's the 360 approach so you know again a lot of women find at this time they put on weight, so they undereat, they overexercise, um, they don't sort of look after themselves, their sleep is impacted, and that has a massive effect on everything. So it's it's being more sympathetic to yourself, allowing yourself rest days, making sure you do have yoga and Pilates and breath work and um, everything there. But like, I am the strongest I have ever been in my 40s, and my, my lovely stat that I like, although that might come crushing down on me when I do Brighton Marathon this year is that I did the London Marathon for my dad um, who sadly passed away last year Um, and I didn't sort of set any goals I was like I'm going to run it but I only got a space six weeks before the marathon because someone had an injury and I was like okay I have to do it so I I do weight training I walk um, you know I'll do the odd run here and there and I was like okay I'll go and I'll do it and I did it done it once once before that but that was virtual but I did it when I was 25 you know no kids all the time in the world pounding the pavement yeah. blah, 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 following a schedule did I hit the wall on my 18 mile run anyway no weights and I did it in whatever it was 345 and then I did it I did it wow. last year 47 48 however old I am and I just went and I just ran and it felt good and I got the same. I got three. Well, I got three forty-five, like fifty-two. Uh, this this time, wow. so I was like ten seconds off from when I was twenty-five. Your endurance was <gasps> better because you were stronger. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you know what? It. I really. It's amazing. Kate. Yeah. I I hadn't done any weight training for like quite a few months actually, just because I moved house and I've been busy and whatever. So my exercise has only been running. And I went for a run um, the other day and I'm not joking. The next day I ate like a 90 year old woman. And I was like, oh, really no. just from running, just from running because I haven't been doing any strength training at all. And right. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I really notice if I don't do anything yeah and it's just about that like aftercare as well like Kate was saying you know if you feel like you need a bit of whatever it is a nice hot bath or a rest day after as well just be kind to your body especially yeah. during perimenopause I mean it's like yeah things start to things start to creak a bit I like <laughs> to go they? like with a two-day a two-day rule uh, if you t- try to work if you need rest have two days but then try to come back to something because our brains are so good at kind of going oh it's been two days just so oh, I just have another day 
and then suddenly just have another day and then I think for a lot of women it gets to like a week and then they don't really know how to then come back and they feel like they failed and like there is no such thing as failing if you're moving your body but like if you can just go okay it's been two days just go for a 10 minute walk but just try to move whatever those aches and pains are because it, it is amazing how quickly you you convince yourself just another day another day mm. another day yeah the brain is inherently lazy is that yeah. what we're saying Miners, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we just finish on this question? Because this is actually quite um, something that I'm going through at the moment with regards to uh, physical symptoms of perimenopause with my hair. And there's obviously, I'm obviously deficient in something, but my hair just basically hasn't recovered since I went into menopause, since I started taking HRT. I have to wear extensions and I've taken my extensions out and my hair is so thin and broken and horrible and I just don't know what's going on. And I used to have long, luscious, thick hair. So that's quite sad. So I'm taking supplements for it. Somebody has asked a question here about collagen, omega-3, um, is she wasting her money? She's taking magnesium as well. Or do you think they are beneficial during this period? Uh, not necessarily qualified to answer. What I would say, absolutely uh, mentioned omegas, definitely um, really important. You can get that from your food if you're eating enough oily fish, but if you don't feel like you are, definitely add to that. Magnesium, you can't really go wrong with. Obviously, there are different strains of magnesium um, and the kind of efficacy of those, again, are very different depending on which strain of magnesium it, that there are so I think I take magnesium citrate which is really nice for sort of digestion and stress um then there's you know th so there are different strains of them so to kind of do your research yeah. into that collagen really difficult one that because I have done so much research around collagen and, and spoken to so many people and brands. I do take collagen every morning in my coffee. I'm too scared not to. It's kind of one of those things that I've added. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there must be, there must be something behind it because, you know, the research shows that we do, you know, it's like our collagen is just like, it's just always depleting and our skin does and our head does. So, I kind of think if you if you have the affordability to do it and you want to invest in a good one though because there's obviously again it's a really it's a market that's got a lot of um different products out there look for really good clean quality um collagen you know your sort of your B Corp companies as well that just um you know care about what they put in are there any brands that you could just mention yeah. for people to look out I'm not for? sponsored by them at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, Ancient and Brave is one that I do use um, a lot of. Um, and that's actually the one I'm using at the moment. Um, they do have a, they have a number of really lovely products, actually. Um, just they just sort of sort of slightly smashing the market. And then in terms of supplements um, and vitamins, Wild Nutrition, they're a really lovely company. And actually, I do know that they do. Um, you can have an appointment for like a free. I mean, I say it's free. But obviously, you have the appointment, and then they suggest a thousand supplements, which, yeah, which aren't you. free. But mm. you know, they're taking yeah. the time to listen and. I think that that, that that is the point is, it, it, again, it's like making an informed decision. Um, but I do think with supplements, it's really important perhaps to spend that money on a, on a dietitian or a nutritionist, just working out where those gaps might be, what might work for you. Um, because predominantly we can get everything we need through food um, and, and that would be the best yeah. way. Mm. I've been taking Colo for about two years now and that's Jenny Faulkner's brand but we've also tried yeah. revive haven't yeah, we yeah i like we've revive. Tried a couple of other ones. yeah i just i'm i just like revive because i like putting it in a drink and then it means that i drink a liter of water by like 10 a.m or whatever that's more the reasoning <laughs> behind it but 
I like no. that. Take collagen, drink water. <laughs> yeah, I just, exactly. I just do, gobble them straight from the sachet. I'm oh, taking two no. a day now. I've just they got, are yeah, brilliant, I'm actually. Down. And I have got loads of those. I've just got my ancient and brave at the moment. So it's that sort of thing where it's like, oh my god, what do I do? Do I, I go collo? Do I get? And then I had a. Com- I was on Gabby Brosson on Sunday. And we were talking about probiotics because um, that's another one, isn't it? Gut health, and she yeah. swears by um, Simprove. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. Simprove. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I take something mm. called the Better yeah. Gut. Uh, you see, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's finding, I guess, it's finding what works. It's finding what works for you. But then when everyone says for it's so you. good, I'm like, oh god, okay, I've got to go back and try that. Yeah. But we've also spoken to we've also spoken to uh, two two separate GPs on this podcast who've said that they've they, there's absolutely no evidence to show that collagen. Yeah. Does, if you take collagen supplements, it does anything. So that this sort of shattered my illusion, but I still take it every day because yeah. I'm like, I can't yeah. stop now. And this is the thing, isn't it? If you take <laughs> everything that everyone says, not only are you like, you know, taking a lot of stuff, but you're also like spending so much money every month. You're broke. So you yeah. just, I think you just have to find the things that work. And even if it is like all in your mind, but you think it's working, I still personally think it's worth it because you're getting something <laughs> from it. Um, yeah, but yeah, agreed. We're in, we're in agreement with that. Um, Kate, thank you so much for coming on. You've got such a busy day, so we're going to let you go. But thank you so much yeah. for answering all of those questions. Um, it's been it's been very thank educational. Thank you so much for having me. It has loved it. Been brilliant. Yeah, Thanks great. So much, and good luck Kate. with everything. Come back on when you get your next book out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure my family are going to enjoy that one. <laughs> um, but thank you both. Thank you both so much. It's so lovely to see you both. Wasn't she amazing? Oh, I love Kate. Yeah. Do you know what? I really find these chats so informative. And yeah. there's so many takeaways from that that you can like start right now. I know like <laughs> our producer Charlotte also said the same. She's ordered herself a set of dumbbells for at home. They're just little that. changes that you can make that not only are good like for your physical appearance, but also like for your bones, for your strength, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Talk about um, strength training as well. You know, there's a lot of chatter around it. And I think a lot of people are frightened of mm. strength training. Firstly, they don't know what to do. Secondly, they worry. Secondly, they're worried that they might injure themselves. Exactly. Thirdly, they don't want to get so bulky that they turn, you know, into that sort of bodybuilder frame, which you know, lots of people love. Some people don't. Um, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't just happen like that. But no, what was so it's interesting so hard to get like that. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> was so interesting about how you know it's so good for your for your for the latter years of your life. Yeah. I mean, you you absolutely have to have that strength training element in. Your your training um and you know as as george just said you know it could just be as simple as ordering a couple of dumbbells from decathlon and then just just cracking them out in the garden like it doesn't exactly let's try front bridge maybe yeah i was gonna say not not in the garden (laughs) right now and a lot of people are into all this cold cold stuff though aren't they so maybe maybe that's the next new thing working outside in minus one no thanks (laughs) thanks. should we do some products let's do it let's kick off the year and actually i feel like a january but I am using now as a little like September is usually my new year but January is like the little like come on keep going um, time so I've noticed that especially now where we've moved house and I have to drive everywhere pretty much I'm not walking like I'm literally not walking anywhere and my job is basically sitting down all day every day yeah. so I've ordered myself a walking pad I got it from Amazon it was about a hundred so it's it's like a treadmill but it wouldn't go to like it wouldn't go really fast I think the fastest it goes to is like eight kilometers like on you know like is it eight kilometers 
I don't know, whatever. It goes to like yeah. to a jog. It would go to a jog. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't have like the frame. So you can have it under your desk. And then I've got a stand up desk so that when I'm like, if I'm just typing or going through emails, doing admin and stuff, I can easily just walk while I'm doing that. Or like I wow. go on Zoom calls sometimes for like an hour and a half, two hours. In fact, one day a week I'm on Zooms for three and a half hours back to back. Oh, God. And I'm just sat down and I could, I don't need to be sat down. I can be walking. And there's so much research that shows that you actually are so much more creative. Like your brain is so much like, basically it's on fire when you're moving. And that's why people do walking meetings. So yeah, thought, there we go. Going to order a walking treadmill or walking pad. I've never heard of that. That's so cool. Well yeah. done. Yeah, there we go. Amazon, 160 quid. I also spotted someone, um, Debenhams, that weren't like really expensive. So yeah, there we go. What's, Great. What, have you, what are you bringing? <laughs> From walking pads to um, hair treatments, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I went into in-depth kind of chat around it, but my hair is absolutely ruined. I'm so sad. I had such a big cry this week about it because my hair went green in Kenya with the chlorine, but then it also just snapped off. I had to take my extensions out, my tape extensions, which I've got to be honest with you, and I I feel kind of maybe disloyal to tape hair extensions, but they've just ruined my hair the last year. I've had them constantly for a year. I was wanging on about how good they were, and on reflection, I think they're balding me. So I'm now not going to have those for a while. I'm going to go back to a weft, but I'm trying to do for the next month just to wear my hair in a sleek bun. And I've been using, Olaplex sent me some bits, and I've been using like everything from one up to number eight or whatever it is but this number six is a bond smoother and it's a leave-in sort of styling treatment people have been saying how are you doing your sleek bot your sleek bun so i'm just putting it back into a bun but caking it in this but it doesn't go like greasy or cold it goes it just keeps you know all the frizz away and it conditions it at the same time so i'm gonna give that a whirl but yeah my hair is sad oh it's horrible but yeah i think now's actually a good time to just have it back put the treatment in i'll do it with you if you want i'll please have mine back and we can be in it together um (laughs) put some love back into our hair (laughs) yeah let's do it um oh my gosh this is another one of judgy james's um sort of what should we call them niggles with me um we know what he's like he tells me i don't know how to breathe so you know He likes to be pernickety, but I think we reached a new low. Um, (laughs) Anyway, basically, he loves a little bit of research. And at the moment, the topic is breathing. And apparently, I don't breathe properly when I'm sleeping. So... I actually did look into it after and I was like, oh yeah, actually, maybe I'll give this a try. So apparently you're not supposed to breathe through your mouth when you sleep at all. No. And it actually can affect like a lot of stuff, like even your jaw and stuff like that, like your jawline. So I ordered these mm. sleep seals from Amazon. I think they were like six pounds for a month's worth. And they Sleep bas- seals? Sleep, sleep seals. So it basically tapes your mouth closed when you're asleep and it will train you to breathe through your nose um when you sleep maybe this is why you've still got a cough because your it throat's might be, so dry yeah. do you know what it might be so that, no i haven't no i've only started doing it like the last two days so it, if okay. it cures it that would be great um but yeah that I, actually this might help me because it's meant to it's meant to be really good for your like respiratory system and all that kind of stuff yeah. so i'll let you know how i get on but it's meant to help you sleep deeper as well so 
Yeah, another little. Um... Is this James's way of just saying shut up? <sighs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's going to be like, oh, it's eight eight o'clock. <laughs> Time for your Let's sleep. Let's tape you up. <laughs> Time for your sleep, Seal. Oh my God, what the fuck? This, this is, a, this is, this is taking the biscuit. It this has is actually absolutely taken yeah. the biscuit. Where it's made you buy yeah. tape for your mouth. For your mouth, yeah. Where, where are these products going to go next? Soon, it's going to be like handcuffs to. Oh like, my not in a god! Way. Um, yeah, anyway. only on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm, I'm from taping your mouth up to a journal that I've just got from Papier. Oh, I, I love, love that Papier. brand, by the way. Me too. Oh my God, they're so great, aren't yeah, they? I, I yeah. made um, Dozere like a photo book for Christmas, which he absolutely loves. Um, but I also ordered myself a journal and it's got my initials on the front and I'm just going to make sure that I firstly keep all my notes in there, but also just journaling a little bit more and just writing down my feelings because I definitely, definitely struggle with having things sort of burning up around my throat, which I really want to say. And then I just swallow them back oh, down don't. and I've been doing it quite a lot. So I think if I can get them out out on paper it might help me this, that was one of my I hate new year's resolutions but one of the things that i wanted to focus on this year was saying my truth a little bit more yeah um, so i think that's why i was so anxious at the back end of last year but i thought say it write it down first and then it might give me the confidence to say it yeah write it down and then you say it yeah mm. absolutely love that and i don't think like okay. these things are like they're not these products that we're saying are not like to add pressure to anyone these are just like small little tweaks that we're making and I think January is a good time to yeah like just have a little reminder of the things that you need to do to make you feel better and stuff so a hundred percent and also Caroline Britton's got this retreat going on at the end of February and it's three days I couldn't do the Sunday because of work but I could do the Friday and Saturday she's like I've got one room left did you want to take it it you know I can it's this this cost and I was thinking god when have I ever gone away and done breath work and yoga and like walks and all that shit and I was like should I just do it should I do it mm. yeah I think you should do it I definitely think you should do it you love I that just stuff. never leave Dozer and the kids do I ever to go and do anything for me so so then maybe this is the year for that Even yeah exactly more so <laughs> do it <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sending in all of your questions today what an amazing podcast as always we'd love you to rate review subscribe and please give our podcast a follow yeah and if you've got any feedback um q a's you'd like us to cover this year just anything in general then our dms are open we're on at made by mummers on instagram and we'll be back on tuesday Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.